0: Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. I've been writing to people in prison for five years now, and one of the very first, in fact, you could say the very first pen pal that I found was Juan, because I wrote to five people all at the same time, and Juan was one of those five. So Juan is from California. Uh, In 1994, he was convicted of murder. He was a teenager. He was a gang member, and he was sentenced to life in prison at Mule Creek State Facility. As soon as he got to prison, he just embraced that prison culture, you know, that prison respect where you have to assert your dominance and just prove that you're the alpha. Juan didn't know how long he was going to live. I don't think he cared because he thought that he was going to spend the rest of his life in prison. What he cared about was that present moment. He cared about having the best day that he could given the fact that he was in prison. He didn't care who he hurt. He didn't care what the consequences were. But I mean, even the very best day in prison, it's still a pretty bad day. So Juan went on like that for a little while. And long before I met him, something something changed for Juan. And I'm like I want to know what it was, what changed him, what made him want to go from being someone who hurt other people to somebody who wanted to help other people and Juan said it was just the passage of time, you know, being able to reflect on his own actions and his values and get to know himself and that makes sense to me. I mean he was also getting older, like I said, he was a teenager, and at some point, he was living more years in prison than he had lived outside of prison. But I also think that God touched his heart. I also think part of it was him aging. I think his, you know, frontal cortex hadn't finished forming. You know, he needed a couple of years just to mature and understand the consequences of his actions. And yeah, those things that are important in life. So one day, Juan decides that he's going to make a change. He decides he's going to get out of his gang even though he knew how dangerous it was. And it was dangerous. He renounced his gang and he was jumped. And I don't, he was stabbed. I want to say he was shivved because that's how he described it. But I just feel like I can't say the word shiv and be taken seriously. He was stabbed and then airlifted to a hospital. When he woke up in the hospital, he was undeterred. He wanted to stay on the straight and narrow. He wanted to continue With this change in his life. So he gets back to the prison. He reached out to religious organizations. He sought a prayer partner. That's how I got connected with Juan. He's going to mass. You know, unless there was a fun basketball game that he could join in on at the same time as church. But we all still have our temptations. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, But he really changed the way that he looked at other inmates also if tempers were starting to flare, Juan would just bring down all the tension in the room and just keep things from getting out of hand. And he really has a soft spot for older inmates. He would make sure that they had a safe place that they could go and play basketball, you know, because there are those guys, like I said, who are in that prison culture, who will just push somebody down just to prove that they can, you know, just to exert power over another person. But Juan would look out for these guys and he would also let people know, hey, those those guys have friends. Don't mess with them. We're we're friends. So that those people who are a little more vulnerable weren't going to get hurt when Juan was around. So Juan continued even though he's had this change of heart, he continued to believe that he was going to live his whole life in prison. He had gone before the parole board several times and always been denied. But six months ago, he went before the parole board and they approved him for release. And it is just the most exciting time. Um, Juan has been in prison for 29 years, since 1994, almost 29 years. Both of his parents are still alive. They are excited to welcome him home. They are supportive of him. And I just think that he has... An awesome opportunity to just to live his life, and as exciting as this time is, um, because I mean, like when I say this time, I mean right now. Uh, for security purposes, he can't say or they can't tell him exactly when he's going to be released. You know, um, until just before he's released. So the last thing that he told me was that he was going to be released in January, and as of this recording there are like hours left in the month of January. You can practically count the hours on your fingers. So I am sure that he is home by now and I am just ecstatic for him. That being said, being released from prison is also a very scary time. He is going to face temptations that he never faced in prison. He is going to face disappointment that he never faced in prison and judgment from people that meet him that find out where he's been for the last almost three decades. And he's also going to face paranoia that people are judging him, whether they are or not. And I don't know, a lot of them are going to be judging him, right? I mean, I was judging people. Here I was somebody who wanted to write to people in prison, and I automatically assumed I wasn't going to have anything in common with someone who was convicted of murder you know this was not going to be somebody i could relate to i wasn't at all looking for somebody who had that kind of background but then i saw juan's profile and he was clever you know um he just had this line that said that he was living in a gated community and would love if a pinhal could come and visit sometime so i thought you know and he had a picture of himself with a dog so in these years that have followed. Juan and I have read books together and talked about the Bible and other philosophies. We've talked about dogs and basketball and television shows. So I have been really fortunate to have a friend like Juan. And like I said, I could not be more excited that he is going to get out of prison. The good news is, according to Juan, lifers, who get released from prison, also have a very low recidivism rate. They have about 1% chance of being sent back to prison. So I wonder if that's just because they're older. I wonder if it's because they've had extra time or because they didn't go into prison knowing they were going to get out in 30 years. They went into prison thinking they were going to be in forever. So this is truly a second chance for Juan to live his life and reconnect with his family and uh, you know serve God, get to know God, you know. Um I was going to say when he had this change of heart, he didn't call it born again Christianity. He didn't call it a dedication of his life to Christ. But That is what it was. You know, he did want to grow closer to Christ. He did want to stop hurting people. He did want to live in a different way. So sometimes I'll share Bible verses with Juan. And um, as soon as I have his new address, I'm going to send him this one. This one is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. The end of a thing is more important than the beginning. And, you know, I don't know where you are on your journey. If you are on the precipice of some big change, or if you are like Juan and you are trying to maintain that change, stay on the straight and narrow, but the path is curving and, you know, there are things coming at you from all different directions. I don't know if that's you, but I am sure you know someone who is going through a change or trying to stick to a New Year's resolution or trying to keep a promise that they made to themselves or to someone else, somebody who needs your support right now, somebody who needs to hear that you're proud of them or have you ask them how you can help right now, somebody who needs you to shower them with prayers. So I know this is a little bit unorthodox, but I would really, really love if you would join me. And pray for Juan. Yeah, right now. Yeah, just, you know, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but I'll go ahead and start. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, we thank you so much for Juan and for the parole board that saw that he is ready to be released. And we thank you for his family and all of those people who are there to support him. Lord, I just ask that you show me how I can support him and. Show him how happy I am and how proud I am. And Lord, that this is the right path. This is the one that you have put him on and that he has all of the guidance and courage and knowledge that you can give him. And we just pray for everybody who is going through a change or trying to maintain that change and that you be there, be close to them and give them comfort and reassure them that they are on the right path. And we pray for this and all things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the other thing that I wanted to do was to tell you about the last letter that I got from Juan. So this one, I actually only received it a couple of days ago but it's dated like six weeks ago. I don't know if it was because of Christmas. This one was dated before Christmas. So I'm not exactly sure why it took me. I got a whole bunch of letters that were like this, that were dated like six weeks prior. So it says, Hola, señorita Claire. I hope you and your family are well. I was starting to worry about you because it took a while for you to write back. I'm okay. I don't know if I'll be here to get another letter of yours. It's been a good run, you and I. What, about five years? If so, You are my longest friend ever. Thank you, Claire, for allowing me to be a part of your life and a friend. I think back when you picked, what, 10 out of thousands of people to write to that you picked me. Why me? I didn't find love on the vine. I did, however, find you or you found me or each other or whatever. With you, what I did find was a meaningful relationship, something personal and spiritual, and I want to thank you for that. As I begin a new chapter in my life, I hope that you are there to share in whatever God has planned for me. It's only right. I'll look you up on Snapchat and Instagram, Facebook, your podcast, or a postcard. I'm currently on the last 20 or so days that both the BHP and the governor has to let me out. Last day is, uh is January. See, I skipped right over this sentence. Okay, last day is January 1st, 2023. However, I could get out any day between today and January 1st. Guess what? About eight months ago, I wrote up a proposal to start and run a book club and it was approved. I totally forgot about it. It wasn't even a thought since my grant of parole. It starts in February of 2023. I was told that the administration loved my proposal it was going to be a club that read self-help and inspirational books. I had plans of fundraisers to donate proceeds to schools. I spoke to the other guy that was a part of this, and he'll take the lead and push our vision forward. Thank you for writing to Mr. Taylor. He's a good guy, and he'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you for your picture. Your smile was very enlightening, like you light up a room with it. Tell Spock thanks for his pictures. He's a great dog. Oh, and now... Oh. I get a little teary-eyed, you know, thinking about my friend Juan. I'm just, ah, ah, I'm so excited for him. Okay, I'm going to finish. Let's see. Um, Thank you for all of those wonderful pictures you sent me. I just can't say thank you enough. Be safe. Take care. You'll hear from me soon on one of those media platforms. Thank you, Claire. May you and your family have a blessed Christmas. Feliz Navidad, Juan. So that, oh, That is the last letter from prison that I'm going to get from my friend Juan. So to you and yours, just remember, whatever it is that you're going through, the end of a matter is more important than the beginning. And as awful as it is that Juan was messed up with the gangs and with a murder, that was the beginning of the matter. And this, this part is so much more important. So, do whenever you think of Juan, you know, just lift up a little prayer for him and do keep an eye out. Open your heart, open your mind to those people who are needing your support right now. Tell everybody about the podcast and as always, find your own friends in prison.